We have a great show for you today on Locked On Coyotes. Uh, fortunately, no Robin, but it's going to be another great show. I have a great guest. We're going to be talking about the Coyotes and what's been going on this offseason. So stick around and listen. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Coyotes. I'm Carl Pavlock. I'm going to be taking it in for host today. Uh, Robin's doing some moving, so she was unavailable, but have a great guest. Before we get started, I do want to thank everyone for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. So make sure to like, subscribe, do all of the fun podcast things. Uh, like I said, have a great guest today. Uh, I am joined by longtime uh, person at Five for Howling. Uh, we also used to do a podcast together with Robin. She's been on before. Uh, it's Rose. Rose, how are you today? I'm good, Carl. How have you been? I have been... Uh, it, it, it's been an off-season, uh, <laughs> but... I, I Isn't have been it good. always? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, there was some monsoon rain over the weekend. That was nice. Uh, and then I discovered that there was water leaking from my kitchen light fixture. That was less nice. So it's been ups oh, and no. downs. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> Thankfully, it was over the kitchen sink. So it was very convenient. I didn't have to lay down bowls or anything. I was just like, all right, not going to turn that light on for the rest of the night. Uh and we will hopefully get this fixed soon. So, so that's uh, that's the fun thing. What about you? How how have you been enjoying the off season? Um, it's been um, ups and downs, mm. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Some personal tragedies, but that's all right. No, nobody here wants to hear about them. <laughs> but I've been following yeah. along with what's been going on with the coyotes, so. It'll be I an mean, interesting season. Yeah. Thankfully, no no real tragedies with the Coyotes. Uh, I'm sorry you're dealing with personal ones, but uh, the fan base did freak out uh, when both, you know, Connor Geeky and Logan Cooley seemed to get injured in just ridiculous yes. situations. Yeah, both at um, what Connor Geeky at development camp and then uh, Logan Cooley was at. Uh, at the World Juniors camp. Yeah, World yeah. Juniors camp. Apparently, <laughs> just the cod. Yeah. And then Dylan Gunther's been out too, so it's... Well, yeah, but that happened in the Memorial Cup, so... True, true. Yeah, but let's hope he's, he's up to, you know, feeling a lot better by the time training camp rolls around. I am sorry to say that so much has happened since then. Like when I saw, like, because he wasn't on Team Canada's roster um, for for their training camp, uh, and it's just like, crap. Did 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 Gunther get hurt? And I not find out about it. And then it was like, oh no, no, it happened a while ago. Just so <laughs> much has happened. Um, 
since it's been a while since you've you've been on, so why don't we start with the the draft? What would you kind of think about Bill Armstrong's draft strategy? Uh, I mean, I'm not really up to date on on prospects and everything like that. I was yeah. surprised to see Shane Wright fall so low. You yeah. know, even though I wasn't really surprised that he didn't go number one after Bob McKenzie's rankings came out, I was like, okay, well, Bob knows. <laughs> he knows things. Bob knows, yeah. That's, yeah. He, he's, I don't think he's ever been wrong about a first overall pick. So, I mean, so, yeah, but falling all the way to fourth, I was surprised by that. Um, were you watching the draft live? Um, no, I was working at the time, unfortunately, because it was yeah. on a Thursday or Friday or something like that. It so. did seem very poorly timed, uh, especially for <laughs> people in Arizona. Um, exactly. We're, we're on West Coast time right now, so yeah. it doesn't, four o'clock start time on a Friday doesn't really work. <laughs> I, I do remember, um, because we, we had talked about it, it, like, there, Canadians seem to be leaning towards uh, Slavkovsky. And like you said, we had a nice ranking come out very soon before. And we were like, oh, it looks like it's going to be the one. Uh, I could never figure out what New Jersey was going to do. Uh, but most people Nobody said defenseman. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's Jersey. They're going to do something weird. Uh, and like they well, did like that is the, the hallmark of thing. being New Jersey. Yeah, I should know. Yeah. I was born there. <laughs> I it did feel like for a while because wasn't there rumors that they were going to be trading the pick, uh, not when it was second overall, but before they got that in the lottery. Yeah, but there's always rumors that someone's going to trade their pick. I mean, it doesn't matter. I think people just get bored during the off season and start making rumors up. <laughs> This, this is very true. People do get very bored of the offseason. Uh, look forward to rumors or, that we make up. Or it's really the the organizations trying to fake out other GMs. So yeah. they start fake rumors with the insiders. Sure, sure. Another very strong possibility. I, I still like the idea, though, that New Jersey is unpredictable. And uh, like when it got to Coyotes... Cooley or Wright, do you think they made the right call? I assume they know better than I do. I don't I don't sure. scout. I don't watch these games. I don't watch a ton of video. That's literally their jobs. So I have to assume they know better than I do. And yeah. three other teams passed on Shane Wright. So I don't know. Maybe it was just because he didn't play because of the OHL shutdown. Or, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe there was something in his interview that they didn't like. Maybe he didn't really want to come to Arizona. That that is definitely possible. Like of all the teams, like I feel like Arizona was the one who drafted a guy in Logan Cooley who was like, I wanna be here. I definitely want to be here. And then they brought yeah. Geeky down and showed the Winnipeg kid Tempe and they're like, Hey, this is where you get to live in the future. And he's like, I love it. I'm, i never want to leave. Uh, well, even at the draft, Connor Geeky said that he wanted to go somewhere warm. Yeah. No offense to Winnipeg. He just wanted to go somewhere warm. Yeah. Um, some people like the heat. Some people like the cold. I like the heat. My mom likes the cold. But, you know, I feel it like, is what it is. 
as I'm getting older, I have lived more years of my life in the heat than I have in the cold. And I kind of want to go back to the cold, like at a certain point, uh, and only live in extremes because I can never find like a temperate region that I like. <laughs> it always needs to be extremes. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm happy right here in Arizona. I love the weather here. I can even handle it in the middle of the, the hot, 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 hot summers like we've been having. Which is when Geeky would have been down. So, like, all exactly. credit to the kid. It's 115. He's like, yeah, this is fine. rest of us are like, sure, it's livable. I would say fine. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, okay, so we haven't talked since uh, before the Tempe City Council meeting. I think yes so i was shocked that they wanted to hold a draft here in the summer like are you in, what is wrong with you yeah can we have a winter draft uh that would be nice <laughs> that's when you need to yeah, bring i don't people. think so <laughs> but uh I, I was saying that they're gonna have to send out a memo to all of the the team executives that come along with the team and tell them you can't go golfing this time of year. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. These are professional athletes and former professional athletes. Uh, they seem That's like the, the kind problem. of jerks that wake up at like 4 a.m. when it's still cold. Plus, <laughs> yeah, like, still cold being 80 degrees at 4 a.m. <laughs> Plus, they're, they're going to be East Coast people, except for the ones in the West Coast. Uh, this is be what I'm talking youth... about. These are the people who are going to get heat stroke. Yes. Uh, and the fans, do you, like, uh, the fans at a, at a Coyotes NHL draft, like, I am going to have to keep track of how many people pass out with the heat. Because <laughs> well, it'll, it'll be more inside. than one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's just, it's when they do the extracurricular activities, if they think they can go hiking or, or golfing, it's like, no, 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 not this time of year. Uh, you know, the AZ Central is going to be running an article about how some guy from Toronto decided to hike camelback uh, <laughs> at 115, had to be helicoptered down. Yeah. Somehow yep. this is the coyotes' fault. Uh, that'll that that'll be that'll be a story to see. Uh, but this is great. We are going to talk more about just the entire off season. Maybe some more about the draft. Uh, but first, we do have a quick message from our sponsors, our friends at Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to check all of your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. Like we're saying, it's hot. So you don't want to go golfing yourself if you're in Arizona. You want to bet on golf. That's almost the same. I don't like golf, so I don't know. But Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered head over to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts hey this is carl pavlock uh on lockdown coyotes like i said at the top of the show no robin today 
joined by Rose. Uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, the NBC City Council meeting and the promises that Gary Bettman has made. Uh, we had <laughs> Justin Emerson on the podcast last week, uh, and he rightfully pointed out, like, you know, Gary Bettman's made these promises before. But it seems like if they actually get an arena, these promises are going to be, like, kept in because there's not going to be a city of Glendale that you're looking to spite. Um, what did you think of the idea of an all-star game in Arizona, though? Well, I think it's about time. I mean, yes, Gary Bettman did promise it before. But yeah. Glendale promised to have a 15-year contract, and they reneged on it. So I, I kind of can't blame Gary for not putting an all-star game here when they reneged on their contract. I mean, yeah. Don Maloney was submitting a bid to get the World Juniors that uh, that year. Um, I think it was a couple years later that the World Juniors were played in Buffalo, and they had that outdoor mm. game. That yeah. was that was the World Juniors he was bidding on. He was going to submit a bid to get it here in Arizona. And that had to be canceled because Glendale reneged on the 15-year deal. So, yeah. I mean, that wasn't the only thing we lost was the All-Star game. <laughs> I, I do remember that at the time because it was like a – like we didn't know that the that Maloney was submitting a bid for for World Juniors. Like it was just should, one of those things in the back. Yeah, I'm not sure it was actually Maloney submitting the bid, but the Coyotes organization. Yeah, sure. Uh, definitely an important uh, distinction to make. But yeah, Coyotes organization didn't make it. It's like when you find out your TV show was canceled like before the pilot even happens. You're like, right. oh, that sounds like a great pilot. The Coyotes doing the World Juniors. Perfect opportunity. Get in the younger players, kind of showcase them, show them what Arizona's like. Uh, it's definitely a place that is you know, used to hosting young athletes. We have a lot of you know, professional sports tournaments come through here. Could definitely do it. Um, and, and Christmas just kind is of a great time to have a hockey tournament here. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I mean, the draft is going to be fun. Uh, I'm going to go to it if and when it actually manifests. Um, but, you know, it's going to be hot. The World Juniors played in December in Arizona. That's perfect timing. Um, so, I mean, it's not something that Gary Bettman can promise, but I do wonder if that is something that gets considered in the next couple of years, uh, Coyotes hosting the World Juniors, because that would be really good. I think they would be stupid not to if they have the yeah. When you have the Tempe Arena finished, you know, assuming it gets approved, fingers crossed, I'm not, yep. you know... I'm I'm really hopeful about this one. I've got a really good vibe for it. And knocking uh, on wood. Yeah, knocking on wood that it happens and gets approved. Um and the airport doesn't screw it up. <laughs> uh, uh they would be stupid not to bid for things like uh the the World Juniors, the Frozen Four and other tournaments like that. Even the Final Four could played partially at the Tempe arena and then at ASU's arena. Yeah. Like, cause you're going to have that ASU arena too. Right. You're going to have yeah. the Tempe one. Right down the street. 
if if you absolutely need it, like you could you could probably rent out uh, Hula River Arena because I'm sure they're gonna have plenty of open space. Uh, no, 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 no. See, because they're gonna have the professional bull riders, so they're gonna be all booked up. Ah. <laughs> uh... They can't book up October and November of this year, but you know, they're going to be all booked up. Of course, of course. I I always forget about the professional bull riding, uh, the staple sport of Arizona. Um, I I honestly like thought that, you know, they may have a point with potential for attracting new concerts. Like, I, I, I wanted to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt of that, but then, you know, like COVID happened and it's like, what are concerts even more anymore? Who knows? Um, but, They're coming back. They're making a comeback. But arena concerts, like, do those increase? Do those decrease? I don't know. I never really went to arena shows. I have. In fact, I actually went to a Disturbed concert at Gila River Arena. It was a great concert. It was a great venue. It was just on the wrong side of town. (laughs) I went to Taste of Chaos at Gila River Arena, and it would not surprise me if Disturbed was like one of the bands that was there. Uh, But uh, I remember that being pretty okay. I have seen Muse at the Footprint Center many years ago. Uh, And then, yeah, usually the biggest place I'm at is like, I don't know, whatever Cricket Pavilion is called now. Oh, is is it not Auction Pavilion now? It could I think it is. It's, uh, okay. I've I've been there. I went and saw Slipknot at Auction Pavilion. Um, nice. which which was fun till this storm started rolling in. Cause that's an outdoor venue. <laughs> I think I saw Taking Back Sunday at the Mesa Amphitheater. And there was a storm then, uh, which, like you said, not very fun. Uh, Arizona weather is not great for concerts. No. Um, And concert season happens to happen during monsoon season. Yes. (laughs) I don't understand why bands don't shift their tour schedules so that they're in Arizona when it's nicer here instead of playing outdoor concerts. In a hundred degree weather. Yeah, because cause they want to do that one hundred degree day. It's like a, going to a sweat lodge. Uh, <laughs> but we have strayed a very long way. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. We were talking about, yeah. Agent. Yeah. Uh, Arizona, though, you know, potentially you could have Gila River Arena host something. Uh, if you really need that third sheet of ice. Um, I, I don't think that it would be necessary, but... Well, no, because you have to remember that in addition to the NHL ice, you're also going to have a community rink at the TED. And then yeah. the ASU also has a community rink, too. So that's yeah. so that's two sheets of ice per arena. So that's four sheets of ice in Tempe. So they got plenty of ice. They don't need to go to Glendale. No one exactly. needs to go to Glendale anymore uh <laughs> which is just thankfully the best thing uh for the chaos um but okay so let's see we've talked we've gotten your draft thoughts we've gotten your tempe city council thoughts uh 
Who do you think Phil Kessel is going to sign with? Let's go with that. Oh, I don't I have no idea. I mean, I've heard rumors about Edmonton, but that doesn't really make sense. Where's Rick Tockett coaching? Uh, he is TNT uh, anchoring, so not coaching. I thought he got hired for a coaching job. Uh, okay. Unless I missed that. I know he was rumored to be in several. On, <laughs> yeah. Phillies, I think, was the kind of the one that made sense. And then they decided to go with Tortorella and just perfect chaos move. Well, he's definitely not going there. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a bad mix. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Winnipeg. I think Phil Kessel is going wherever Rick Tockett ends up coaching. So you think Tockett is going to leave the the analyst role at TNT? Uh, I think if he gets offered a, a coaching job, yeah, absolutely, he he would do that. Yeah. Whether or not somebody actually offers it to him instead of just you know rumoring him is a different question entirely. He could just get rumored uh, onto a team, just show up and be like, "You heard the rumors. Uh, I've had coach now." Yeah, the hard thing about Kessel, though, is that when you're taking him, his whatever you sign him for, because he's a free agent now, it also comes with the knowledge that you cannot scratch him because he has his Iron Man streak. And it was bad enough when Florida was rumored to do it to Yandel. And then I think it was Philly that actually did it. Billy ruined the Iron Man streak. So whatever team does it has to be willing to take on that um, either that bad PR or <laughs> um, they have to be willing to just not scratch him. Well, I, I will say this um, because I talked about this a, a while ago. I think because Philadelphia scratched the handle uh, and ended that streak, Kessels now has an end date. Uh, and I think it's only like eight games uh, where he will officially be the number one uh, Iron Man holder. I still don't know how to properly say that. I could write it out, but Iron Man holder because he wouldn't be somebody else has more. Somebody uh, else had more than Yandel didn't top the inactive list, just the active one. Most consecutive games played. Uh, no, um, Gandal is at the top, 989, Kessel at 982. For non-active, it was, uh, Doug Jarvis had 964. So, Yandel There were people above that. I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. It's been known uh, to happen. It, I mean, who can keep track? I was, right? like, when Keller got hurt, I was like... Keller's on the active player list for Iron Man. That's surprising. Um, <laughs> but not anymore, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, so I think like in eight games when Phil Kessel has officially played the most, has had the longest streak of consecutive games played. That's how you say that. I, I think there's going to be much less pressure to scratch him. Uh, especially like when he has a lead of like, you know, 40 games into the year on the next highest player, then feel free to scratch, scratch Fell Castle. I think there's going to be much less outcry. 
I don't know if Phil would feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I think, yeah. Phil should hopefully go in with that knowledge, especially if he wants to go for a competitor. Because, you know, that was the weird thing about Philly scratching Yandel. Like, what were they playing for? But, <laughs> well, they thought they were a competitor. <laughs> they were just wrong. Like, I, I feel like any team that signs Castle is like, hey, just know if it gets down to it, like three quarters of the way, if we're fighting for a spot, I guess three quarters of the way, you're probably too late. But you mm-hmm. know, two thirds of the way, we're fighting for a spot. We need to scratch you over someone. You're getting scratched. Like he'll have the record by then. I, I don't think he'll necessarily take that too hard. Um, I think he'll just kind of accept it because it's it's been a ride for him. It has been a ride, but I mean, we're talking about the guy who came back from cancer. <laughs> And has True. been playing ever since. Uh, this this is very true. Yes. Uh, that might be a little tough to give up. And, and professional athletes are pretty notorious for not staying in maybe a little longer than they should. Uh, thinking that they could still produce at a level that they, they can't because... It's true. They have a hard You're time not... letting go. Yeah. Makes sense. Like you don't get to be an NHL player if you can let go of things. I'm it's sure if true. I was more driven, I would probably be further along in my life. Uh I would be the Phil Castle of whatever it is I was doing, but I'm not. Uh Phil Castle is the Phil Castle of what he does. Alright. So that that that's one though. Like as, as a signing, I just keep waiting for it to happen, and I can guess on a podcast and tell people what they're going to get with Phil Kessel because I do think they're going to get something special. Um, we talked last week about like a potential for Lawson Krause's game losing a step because he's not going to be playing with Kessel uh, anymore next season. Like he can still contribute. He he's not the same player he was anymore, but he can still add something to your team. Yeah, definitely he can add something to your team, but it really depends on who he's playing with. Yeah. You know, you gotta give him you know, surround him with the right people. He's gotta have the right center is what it comes down to. So Yeah. Yeah. Someone who can anticipate him. That that'll be That'll be a, an interesting thing. It's definitely the, I would say the biggest coyote free agent to watch right now. Uh, unless you think Jay Beagle or Louis Erickson is going to sign someplace. Sure. I just don't know if it's going to be in the NHL. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think Beagle will go overseas. Erickson. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Swedish, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, he might go home. You never yeah. know. But all those guys are probably just going to want to give it one more try. Yeah. Uh, and they're not necessarily bad players. It's just the contracts that they were on were not on par with their production. Yeah, they were overpaid. Uh, and, you know. That's what happens. NHL teams sign a sign a player, and then it's like, oh, 
by the third year of this, this is going to be a bad contract. You're like, yeah, we'll, we'll let the next GM worry about that. Because if I don't sign this now, I'm going to be fired. <laughs> that is yeah. I'm still it pretty for- sure that, that Vancouver's GM got fired because of the OEL deal. <laughs> uh, just, uh, I mean... Just completely underestimating where you're at and how much Connor Garland is going to add. Uh, beautiful. I, I did kind of really enjoy watching Vancouver self-destruct from afar. Implode. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. <sighs> Good days. But, uh, uh, yeah, um, I don't understand why you would take an additional, what, six or seven years of a bad contract to get rid of one year of three bad contracts. No. Didn't make any sense to me, but hey, okay. Yeah. I I mean, if if Bill Armstrong convinced him to do it, I, I, I do not know how. It seemed like a very not good idea. And, uh, you know, Garland's already being rumored to be on the way out because Vancouver, that kind of situation. So, didn't do him any good. But... He can come back. I'd be okay with that. I don't know if Absolutely. he would want to, but... Eh, maybe in a couple of years. Maybe. We do need to close out for this one, uh, just because we are reaching our time limit. Rose, tell everyone where they can find you. I'm on Twitter at Rose Colored Fact and at Five for Howling when I have time to contribute. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be getting uh, getting something from you soon. Not putting any pressure, but you know, whenever. <laughs> a little bit. Always. <laughs> and I do want to thank everyone out there for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. Uh, Robin will hopefully be back. I think we're gonna have another guest for you for this Friday. Can't confirm that yet. Hasn't been recorded, but definitely make sure to check back in. And now for your second lesson, I do recommend Lockdown NHL. Lockdown experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Lockdown NHL for your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. And I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode. Uh, hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.